0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we enter the final full week of the Top Flight World Cup break. Celtic added to their squad over the weekend with the signing of Alistair Johnston. Rangers fans turned their attentions to tomorrow's AGM. Maeda scores for Japan, but Juranovic and Barisic go through on penalties as Croatia progress to the quarter finals. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna. It was the weekend of the heavyweights, Gordon. The big hitters. The Netherlands through, Argentina through, France, England and now Croatia all through to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. And when it comes to heavyweights and big hitters, none bigger than Tyson Fury, a win at Tottenham and I think he's now ready to take on Andy Halliday in hearts. Well seen Halliday was well out the road of that fight yesterday I must have known, in case you're wondering That's why he's not here Ably replaced mm. as always uh, by Jim Duffy The first time we've had mm. you back I think since yeah. you since you went back into the management game, the madness of the management <laughs> game, how's it been? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's uh, yeah, yeah, up and down as you would uh, imagine um, at this level. Um, Gordon, the first couple of games, players did really, really well, and then obviously uh, not so well at the weekend there. So it's um, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a tough task uh, because the, the the competitive level in this division is is uh, is, is quite is quite um, obvious. But listen, we'll just keep working hard and see if we can improve things uh, as we go. And being the football obsessive that you are, mm. I'm sure you're keeping an eye of everything else that's doing the rounds. Rangers mm. have got a new manager as well, by the way, just in, yeah. in case you hadn't heard. <laughs> Celtic are signing players over the weekend, even though it's yeah. late November, early December. We've got a World Cup raging on and not too long before the top flight returns. Yeah, I think uh, Andy was staying at the, the 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 confrontation just in case somebody pulled his hair. <laughs> so um, not a good idea. But uh, yeah, listen, uh, there's always plenty to talk about. Uh, Gordon, I think obviously the World Cup um, um, takes uh, precedent over everything else, and there's been some fantastic games uh, and you know some terrific goals. And as as, as Roger said there, you know the, there was a few shocks early on in the qualifying stages, but uh, when it comes to the uh, the knockout stages the, the big guns seem to be having their focus and, and getting their priorities right and so far uh, not uh, no shocks uh, in that stage of the tournament come on then 0141 let's hear from you Rangers fans maybe you're looking ahead to tomorrow's AGM I know there is uh, more positivity now because the manager's in place and many of you are happy with the appointment but there's still been a lot of question marks for board members and Directors of recruitment and all the rest of it So why not get your thoughts in ahead of that What sort of points do you want to see answered uh, Tomorrow Celtic fans I know it was over the weekend But maybe you were too busy doing your Christmas shopping Or on your Christmas night out Why not pick up the phone And let us know what you're making Of your team doing some very early transfer business Did you watch the World Cup there? Juranovic and Barisic They're through Maeda scored in 90 minutes But they're out uh, So anything at all that's on your mind Now is the time And this is the place to share it 0141 And by the way Every single caller Who makes it on air tonight Goes into the draw For the chance to win A pair of tickets To a tribute night To the Wim Janssen Celtic team That stopped 10 in a row What a night that should be It's at the SEC Armadillo In May next year Lots of the main characters From that era will be there Jackie McNamara Harold Bratback Morton Vicost Many more And I'm not daft I know that's not up the street Of everyone in this city uh, with the way things are divided But look at It's the 5th of December mm. you'll, be, you'll be a very popular Pal or Dad, uncle, husband Whatever it may be If you can win the tickets And pass them on To the Celtic fan in your life Now to win the tickets All you need to do 
Is just come on air and make a point It's that simple That's all you need to do Everyone who comes on air and makes a point Goes into the draw And will announce the winner At the end of the night You can actually buy them online At an unforgettable experience 3 However I think it's much easier to come on here Chat football with Jim and Roger And go in the hat for the tickets anyway So come on down 0141 951 1025 Right Don't think you're getting off the hook Because there's no top flight Result of the weekend Roger Hanna Go Result of the weekend has to be Queen's Park Back at Hamden for the first time we, we couldn't get anything done in the show on Saturday For Andrew McLean interrupting us with goal flashes From the Spiders beating Hamilton Ackies 4-0 It keeps Owen Coleside right in the hunt At the top of the championship table And what better way to go back to your, your original home Yeah, for for me it would be Dundee Up at uh, Inverness mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know They've just been quietly Just began a wee bit of momentum Under the radar a little bit now Dundee, I think at the start of the season Of course, with most people's favourites uh, A little bit inconsistent But now starting to find that consistency In a one nothing uh, victory up there With Paul McMullen scoring again So, yeah, I think they're on good form just now Goal of the weekend, come on then um, probably one I saw down at Somerset Park Josh Mullen get two for air His first one created by Logan Chalmers If you've not seen it yet Have a little look at the trick that Logan Chalmers does Before delivering the cross And I'd advise you Don't try it at home Because if you go over <laughs> on your ankle You'll be in a stucky at Christmas <laughs> Yeah I mean uh, for me I think uh, Domestically it'd be Josh McPake uh, Scored a terrific goal for Queen's Park Cutting mm-hmm. in from the, the left um, Mbappé-esque uh, and, and, far, and in the far corner If you want to go really at the top level you Pick either of Mbappé's goals say, I, was wondering, the I was wondering if you were keeping it domestic Or if you just genuinely yeah. thought these goals were better than Mbappé's But I prefer this <laughs> to the second version uh, Right, what about your Howler of the Weekend? That's when it gets more interesting Howler of the Weekend Well we might need to go far to beat the Japanese penalties That we've just seen in the television um, They missed three They've gone out They were almost like Three back passes To the Croatian goalkeeper They were so bad Disastrous Terrible Alright Jim Yeah I think that the, I wouldn't say it was a howler But certainly the The most uh, controversial um, Aspect might have been uh, Hart's uh, pre-season trip <laughs> yeah. a, a, Away from home Which uh, uh, that counts as was, a howler for me. Was, was it was abandoned uh, due to what did they say? Was it a confrontation? Fisticuffs, handbags, call it what mm. you want. We will need to get Halliday's mm. input on that. He was staying well back, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's quite something going over there for some warm weather training, getting a friendly and and getting it cancelled because of a wee <laughs> scrap uh, on the pitch. Very interesting stuff. A very interesting weekend for the Jambos. Uh, right now, I hope you've. Either one of you's got something up your sleeve here Because there's a man who deserves to be mentioned That hasn't yet So who's your top man Your top performer of the weekend Well you see I'm always a cynic I wonder if these Hearts players who are fighting Were just getting a little bit of practice <laughs> in Because when Cammy Devlin comes back From the World Cup to Tynecastle They'll all be fighting him to get that Lionel Messi shirt back Unbelievable How he managed to get a player Who didn't play a single minute At the World Cup Manages to talk Lionel Messi into his shirt after the game at the weekend and how the guys who did play like Kai Rolls, Aziz Behich, all of those lads didn't manage to get Messi's mm. shirt. Astonishing. Fair play to you, Cameron. What mm. a collector's item that is. Right, Jim, it must be you. Yeah, Come on. I certainly have a the lot best. of companies I think want him as a salesman, you know, because he's got much of the patter. <laughs> but uh, for me, it has to be Jamie Snead, yes. uh, Patrick Thistle, the goalkeeper. Um, you know, the, the, it's always a wee bit of folklore when a, when a goalkeeper scores a, a, a last minute goal, and obviously it was an equaliser as well. So it gets Patrick Thistle a result, um, some form of result coming coming back from Cove. And it was a terrific header, I have to say that. You know, there's too many times you see goalkeepers and you think, well, that's a waste of time. But exactly. no, he attacked oh, the ball superb. well, a bullet header. So yeah, for me, Jamie Snead. Brilliant. 
Rebellion 01419511025 Come on then Let's hear from you What is on your mind uh, Tonight Maybe you're a fan Of a lower league team And you want to talk about Your game Your team Your performance At the weekend Please do Celtic fans What about doing the business early There's already Another centre back Brought in last week Now it's Alistair Johnson Canadian right back Confirmed on Saturday afternoon What have you made of him At the World Cup What do you make of getting the business done so early Rangers fans I think we're working our way through The reaction to Michael Beale taking over We had a, a full week of that What about tomorrow then It's AGM time Are there still questions needing to be answered Or are you feeling a lot better about things Simply because the new manager is in place Why not let us know And we'll even talk World Cup if you want That's the beauty of this show Remaining on during the World Cup break It really is up to you Come on 0141 Five. Let's bring in Alec who's a Celtic fan uh, Mixed bag during that World Cup Alec, Maeda scores and goes out Juranovic goes through, did you watch it? I did watch it Gordon I'd like to say vive la France before we start <laughs> <laughs> Quite right, no, even, though I've, even though I've got England in the sweepstake Alec So I'm a, a bit torn, I must admit But anyway uh, don't, don't you worry about that Gordon <laughs> Anyway, it was good to see the, the Celtic right back And the, the Rangers left back uh, Juranovic and Barisic playing well today Obviously, Maida, it was good. Uh, it gives you a wee bit of extra excitement when you see players coming for their own league. I thought the three of them actually done well. Uh, obviously, I was rooting for Japan, to be perfectly honest with you. I thought they, they played the better football. But it's good to see Celtic Rangers uh, being involved in the World Cup and hopefully it will continue into the second part of the season. Yeah, mixed bag, like we said, Roger. Maeda early on looked like he was going to be the, the match winner. Um, and then, of course, his teammates maybe let him down with the penalties that were atrocious uh, for Barisic and Juranovic they've probably both had better games actually but it, it can't it can't be a bad thing can it to be in the quarterfinals of the, the World Cup no and listen Maida took his goal really well and he deserved it for a really good performance it was a, a, a touching moment after the penalty shootout where he was in tears his Celtic teammate Juranovic went over kissed him mm. in the head gave him a wee hug um, and you could see you know the disappointment etched all over Maida's face because he had given everything and then they go out in the worst possible manner that penalty shootout. But, you know, as Alex says, Barisic, Juranovic, now on to probably Brazil in a quarter final next weekend. And if they get further, they'll probably miss the restart to the Premiership. I don't think any yeah. of us were expecting players who were going out from the Scottish Premiership to miss the resumption because they were still there at the World Cup. I think that, is that the cut-off, would you say then? Can you... Realistically, you can you can probably play the quarterfinals and yeah, then come well, back. Well, it's certainly in Borna Banis's case because I think the two semi-finals are the Tuesday and Wednesday, and Rangers play Hibs on the Thursday. Well, that's definitely going to be difficult. <laughs> yeah, um, and Juranovic just gets that extra day or two because Celtic play on the Saturday. The Saturday yeah. lunchtime in Bitodri, Yeah, uh, no problems for Cameron Carter Vickers. Unfortunately for him, they were no, sent I'd packing listen, at the weekend. I, I thought he was unlucky to be left yeah. out the game on Saturday afternoon against the, the, the Dutch because I thought he played really well. In the group game he was called into uh, Right Jim be honest then What's the Where's the balance here If you're a manager Or at a club If you're at Celtic or Rangers Is it about Great These guys will be better players Because they're on the World stage And they're performing Against good opposition And they'll come back Better players Or does your finance director Call you up and say Kerching It can't be a bad thing 
to put players in that type of shot window. Yeah, exactly. I mean, from a manager's point of view, yeah, the confidence and belief that, that these players can go toe-to-toe with the best players in the world and, and, and not look out their depth. Um, not just the, the old firm players, but I've seen guys feed in United, St Mirren, Hearts, says So I think that that says that our league is, is perhaps a little bit better than some people w- would suggest it is in terms of the, the, the football and the quality and, and the depth of players now. Um, yeah, but you're right. Uh, for, for the players, their agents, and also for um, you know uh, chief executives and things like that, clubs, yeah, they'll be looking, thinking, yeah, there's a possibility that the, the value of these players could be significantly increased. Um, Celtic signing a right back, which would suggest you would mm. think there has to be some sort of interest in Juranovic because you, you you wouldn't really see even at Celtic with the depth of got three out and out right backs with Anthony Ralston, Juranovic, yeah. and now Johnson. Would you really need three right backs? You wouldn't think so. So. That would suggest that uh, perhaps there's been there's been um, discussions in the background regarding uh, Juranovic. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, what about that Celtic fans? Because I know it was Saturday afternoon, but this of course is the first time we've had the chance to catch up as a midweek audience. So what did you make of the signing of Alistair Johnson on Saturday? Do let us know. What about that Alec? Celtic have done their business early signing the Canadian uh, right back. What did you read into that? I think Big Jim's put, put it right in the, the button. I think uh, obviously Juranovic... Yura, has been looked at. I mean, Man United's been, quote, been quoted as been interested in him. Obviously, we're not going to have three right backs, Gordon, uh, Anton Ralston, the new Canadian boy, and Juranovic. I would imagine Juranovic uh, might have played his last game for Celtic. But if we get 15, 20 million for him, if we want something like Man United, it's, it's a good bit of business. Yeah, I mean, Roger, the, the Alistair Johnson one, it, it was done on Saturday. It, I think people knew it was coming. Um, Ange Postacoglu might have tried hard to keep his cards close to his chest on Friday when he was asked about it, but it was it was announced on Saturday. Um, like I say, the first time we've kind of been on midweek since. What did you make of that? And is it as simple as everyone says? Oh well, then that will be Juranovic on his way. Um, yes, I think it probably yeah. is. To be honest with you, the, the story broke just before the come on here on Saturday, didn't it? Gordon Johnson was arriving, as Jim says. Celtic, you know, even Celtic Rangers aren't going to carry three right backs or three left backs or anything like that. So I think the arrival of Johnson is good business for Celtic. If you can get the replacement in before the head guy departs, then then that's good business. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Juranovic will go. I'm not sure 15 to 20 million, but I think if Celtic get 10 million for him, that is a, a major lift. And what they paid when he came in from Poland a year or two back. He's done well for Celtic He's enhanced his own reputation He's enhancing it still At the World Cup just now He's started every game He's played well For Croatia They're into a quarter-final now Probably against Brazil He'll be up against his old pal Vinicius Junior Who he played in the Champions League Yeah, probably thought Hopefully I don't see this guy again For a while <laughs> And now he's going to and, and, and he'll be able to call on Neymar as well Just to come over and help him out If he needs it Well, I think he's b- I think b- when you look at Any full-back You know, not any But the vast, vast majority Of full-backs now It's about what they do with the ball How they are going forward yeah. How they link up the play you know the deliveries into the box all these sort of things and that that's what the statisticians will look at you know in the analysis details they don't really look too much about the defensive qualities because there's not many that can you know if you want to mm-hmm. call it old, old school defenders but Juranovic you can see even, even today not his best game again defensively but his link up play um, you know he's forward he's, you know he's going forward all, the, all those kind of assets I think will make him will make him attractive uh, so attractive for, for other clubs Manchester United I'm not so sure there's yeah. talking about Frimpong going there actually mm-hmm. to Manchester United one of Celtic's old fullbacks. I mean Jim does um, Roger sorry such is the way of football now it's crazy you've, you've got players retiring in their late 20s right? but he's only he's 27 right which is not mm-hmm. old but 
It, it probably is entering that stage where if, if there's if there's a big move to come, if there's a five year deal from someone, yeah. then it, you know it probably is now. That's that's the reality of it. You get to twenty seven, and you, you start to look at that. So is is that maybe part of the thinking? You know, he's a he's a bit older than a couple, yeah. you know, than, than Matt O'Reilly or Rio Hitati or some of the other players. A hundred percent. He'll be talking to his um, his international captain, Luka Modric. will be saying to him, oh, "That's true. You, you're into your last two five year contracts now, <laughs> Joseph." So. Um, he will be looking for that sort of deal At 27 If he's going to go to a bigger league As we said on Saturday Not necessarily a bigger club Just a bigger league um, A bumper contract that will set him up for life I think this is probably the time to go Either January or the summer But with Alistair Johnson coming in You would think probably January Would you be sad to see Juranovic go Alec Or do, you know, does the signing of Alistair Johnson Does it all just make sense Or do you still is he still a player you'd rather keep? I understand we're, we're, what league we're in, Gordon, and, and to get the money in, uh, I think we're, we're, we are a selling club. Uh, if we get if we get a couple of star players that we can obviously sell and keep the, the the books healthy, you know. I mean, the boy Johnson looked very very capable for Canada. He was at one point he was away up in the outside left position for Canada when they were attacking. So I know that's the way Angie likes to play and get his his full backs forward. He looked pretty. He looks as if he likes a tackle. I mean, Tony Ralston hasn't let us do that either. Uh, he he's been pretty steady whenever he's been called in. But no, no, I think if, if we get if we get a few bob, uh, I mean, I don't know where where Frimpong comes into it because uh, I don't think Frimpong could lace could lace Juranovic's boots. To be perfectly honest with you, Roger, you know, I think uh, Juranovic is a much better fullback. But again. Uh, I never ever thought Frimpong would go to was it Bayern Munich he's not, who, who's yeah, he but like? he's at Bayern Leverkusen yeah, and I must say he's, he's doing extremely he's doing well you have to say um, again modern day football yeah. I think that Alec will be looking saying defensively but Frimpong yeah, again he's quick that he much drives forward Celtic, really did we he was still a young young mm-hmm. age, only 21 when he left or something, time, yeah. or something. But, but listen at the end of the day you know clubs scour the world these days that's the reason why we're saying there's so many players currently playing in Scotland mm-hmm. playing in the World Cup from, from all from all over the world uh, Thank you Alec Alec goes into the hat like I said at the start every single caller who makes it on air tonight goes into a draw to win a pair of tickets to a special tribute night for the Celtic team uh, that stopped 10 in a row uh, in the late 90s there every single caller all you need to do you just need to come on and make a point to the panel I mean try and make it a good one don't get me wrong uh, but all you need to do is come on and make a point to the panel and you're in that hat so if you're a Celtic fan that's the perfect night out and if you're not I'm pretty sure you'll know one and you'll be very popular this Christmas so 01419511025 perfect time to call we'll try and get you on next you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna are here. 0141-951-1025. Uh, come on down. Let us know what your thoughts are tonight. I feel like this was one of the uh, prime days for the World Cup and Scottish Premiership colliding because of a Callers on about Barisic and Maeda and Juranovic And Juranovic might leave anyway Because Celtic signed Alistair Johnson from Canada uh, At the weekend And Pozog just says It was a nice wee touch Juranovic going to see Maeda at the end With a wee kiss on the napper He says uh, Which is true And mixed emotions Well listen there's a lot to be said That was how I greeted Jim Duffy When he came in tonight mm-hmm. I noticed that napper, eh? It was like looking at Zidane and Barthez That have really let themselves go Over the last <laughs> few years No offence uh, 01419511025 If you get through to make a point tonight You go into the hat For a pair of tickets To a tribute night For the Celtic team That stopped 10 in a row I'm sure that would be popular Among Celtic fans And I keep saying it 
If you're not a Celtic fan You'll know someone who is So why not win the tickets for them And you'll be very popular this Christmas So 01419511025 Paul is a Celtic fan in Hamilton What's on your mind tonight Paul? Um, I hear that uh, Jim I hope you'll get some uh, hankies there anyway Like the Blatstick after you're eating Or Roger Gaines <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Keep the right jealous uh, that's it. Um, I think the I think that deal already been done um, with Jovanovic and I think sort of like Ange and the Celtic board has been really really shrewd getting a player who's obviously he's up to speed with his height his match fitness obviously in the World Cup um, the boy done alright when he's obviously been Canada places during the games that he played so I think he's ready to hit the ground running yeah, just purely because I'm nosy, Jim and Roger I'd like to know exactly what stage that's at As Paul knows Do you think there is something absolutely concrete or as close as It's in the pipeline for Juranovic And it's just waiting on the trigger to be pulled mm-hmm. Or are Celtic simply anticipating interest I mean, the club, the clubs know mm-hmm. in, in this situation Will they know already? Yeah, well, of course, because, um, you know Obviously, agents in particular um, You know, will really information Obviously, the player himself There may have been discussions over the last few months About if someone else comes in Is he interested in moving on? And as Postacoglu has made it perfectly clear They only want players who are totally committed to Celtic To be there Now, you know, we, we're obviously surmising That's the case, um, as Paul has mentioned um, it's, it's, we can't guarantee it. We don't know hundred percent. But you would, you would. The suggestion is that would you bring him in for six months, even if he's going to leave in the summer, just to you know, kind of, kind of, you know, work his way into the 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 the, the, the kind of program of Ange Postecoglou, possibly because the way Celtic play is very, very demanding and is quite unique at times, especially so, for a fullback. Yeah. So, so perhaps you know he is going to come in and integrate him. You know, over the next three or four months, so that he's ready and up and running for next season. So, I don't think it's guaranteed that Janovic would go. It would just seem to make a little bit more sense. Roger, Ange Postecoglou has—he's never hidden. We spoke about it in Saturday, Gordon. He's never hidden from the fact that he likes to turn the squad over. He likes to add in every transfer window. Um, he's quite happy if players like Janovic come in, do well, get sold at a big profit, and come January, if he's got Alistair Johnson in, and there are offers there on the table for Janovic. He might be keen to take something in the region of, say, for argument's sake, £10 million. Because what that will do, that might then allow him to go and buy another striker. Or it might allow him to go and and bolster another position in the team that he thinks needs strengthened. Uh, What did you make of Alistair Johnson? It's great when you have a signing that actually played at the World Cup and people can pretend they're now all experts (laughs) on him, having watched him three times. Add to that the YouTube clips that everybody researches now. Um, what did you make of him? Yeah, I thought, listen, Canada will be disappointed They didn't get through, you know, they, they, that great start against Croatia When they scored after a minute, Alfonso Davis scored they, they couldn't hang on And, you know, it was great It was the first time they'd been at a final since 1986 It was nice to see David Wotherspoon of St Johnson Getting on for the last few moments of the last game against Morocco But Even was, doing his wee trademark chop that he does he Sending well, the defender the wrong way um, So... It certainly allowed the Celtic fans to get a good look at Alistair Johnson because they were defending a lot and they were defending a lot against good players. You know, you, you look at the, the Croatians that eventually beat them. They're now in the quarterfinals. You know, he took on the De Bruyne's and all the star-studded Belgians. So it was um, a big learning curve. But he strikes me as a player who, in all of the different stages of learning, he, he, he has developed his career. You know, he only had, he was at Nashville. Then he only had a season at Montreal and he's really enhanced 
his reputation by there Is it 33 consecutive internationals I think he's, he's played for Canada So clearly John Herdman is, is convinced by his credentials so It's a lot of money though Roger Was it 3.4 million mm. but, you know, yeah. suggestions somewhere about that And to me that is an awful lot of money um, For a boy as you say who hasn't you know, maybe um, listen. We know the way Celtic's recruitment has been there, all, you know, all, 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 all over the, the the world. Which so so far, um, the vast vast majority have been very successful. But I still think it's a bit of a risk, you know, getting a player from you know the, that area, um, you know, coming coming to play for Celtic, you know, in the demands of Celtic. So I think he will need a bit of time to settle in. That's the reason why I I, I don't think it's a guarant, uh, nailed on, uh, Gordon, that uh, Juranovic right, will leave okay. in the January window for me. Um, how highly do you rate Juranovic, Paul? How how big a loss would it be? With a bit of a mix, more of a mixed response to that than I expected in the last couple of weeks. I must admit. See, I mean, obviously, when you I used to look at Juranovic last year, how he played, and then obviously for the start of the season, when there were obviously bigger clubs likely coming in for him and all the rest of it, I think he's been after boil a wee bit. Um, he's no being the same player. It's sort of times you see the wee touch. I really do think that watching him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I completely agree with that, Paul. I completely agree with it. I remember him first coming to the club. And it was his debut. I think his debut was an old firm game at left back. Celtic mm. had, had injury problems, mm. and you could immediately see this was a decent player. And once he got over and made the right back berth his own, you thought, yep, this, this has been a really good signing. But I tend to agree with you. Ever since all this chat of it's Manchester United, it's Atletico Madrid, it's Chelsea, it's this one, it's that one, I, I don't think he has kicked on this season at all. And if Alistair Johnson's in the building, Jim says Anthony Ralston's there already, I think if there's a decent bid, I think Celtic will take it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we, I think all Celtic fans would would say that um, you know his, his form's not been at the same quite at the same level. I still think he's been pretty decent, but yeah, you know, I think it's dropped off a little bit. And again, maybe just in the back of his mind, you know, which is it's a kind of natural thing. He knew that you know the World Cup was coming up. He wanted to be a part of it. He's maybe been a wee mm. bit tentative, maybe not quite the same aggression in his in his uh, commitment because if he does get an injury, it, it, it would be a significant blow from uh, physically and me- mentally. So maybe he's just come off the pace a little bit to protect himself a little bit, Gordon, which is kind of understandable, really. Mm. Thank you, Paul. Well, Alistair Johnson has spoken. He spoke to Celtic TV over the weekend. Here's what he had to say. Growing up uh, in a British household, um, Celtic was one of the clubs that, you know, is near and dear to our hearts. And um, for me, it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Um, so, no, just to, to hear that this was a team, this was a club that was interested in me um, and to see the project that uh, the coaching staff had um, and, you know, the progress, um, you know, the, this team, this club continues to make, uh, you know, in Europe as well. Is, it was really exciting. And, and for me, when I... Yeah, I heard that there was potentially some interest there. I, I told my agents, hey, look, get this one over the line. This is where I want to go. Um, so, no, I'm just buzzing to, to finally have this done um, and just really excited to get over there and get started. 0141-951-1025. Paul's in the hat for those tickets, by the way. So let's also add Davey to that. Davey's from Paisley. Uh, what's your point tonight, Davey? Hi, guys. Hi, Jim. Hi, Davey. Hello. Hello. Uh, Roger, um, I was just talking to the producer. I'm just uh, ch- uh, chatting about um, players that may come in and may come out. Mm-hmm. Um, Celtic have, have got an abundance of centre halves now. He likes uh, obviously bringing in the, the Japanese boy, but um, Big Starfield's a bit injury prone, and uh, potentially Boy Welsh maybe getting loan this season. I'm thinking um, the boy Portis for Hibs 
will be a free, free transfer. He's a he's probably about a three million pound player in my eyes. And I think if he under the guidance of Big Ange, he could become, potentially become a better player. So what are your thoughts are? Yeah, I think I think you're right, uh, Davy, in the sense of um, somebody like Portis, if um, he's out of contract and he's obviously made it clear to Hibernian and he's, he's looking to move on, um, as you said, for, for no fee would would, would be um, uh, a, a guy with real potential. Yeah, listen, everyone goes on about, uh, and, and, and I've, I've mentioned it myself at times o- over the last couple of years that he's still got um, a, a little streak in him that he's got to, he's got to um, you know, just calm down at certain aspects and, and maybe not get carried away but I do believe he's got real potential I think he's good on the ball I think he would be a player that would suit going to Celtic in the style that Ange Postacoglu plays so yeah I think that would be a good option if they move guys out but again as you mentioned they've got their top heavy centre backs at this moment in time I don't agree with Starfield's injury prone I think he's, he's been a little bit unlucky here and there because when he came in at first he wasn't Match fit, if you want to call Just it that. Off the, off yeah. the plane almost, wasn't yeah. he, that night? Yeah, I think, I yeah but uh, so I think he was thrown in at the deep end a little bit. But I think him and Carter Vickers, you know, last year was a terrific partnership. Um, so I, I do think he, he could still be a very important player. Um, obviously, Jens, you know, we don't know the situation regarding that in, in, in longer term. But yeah, I agree. Maybe I think Porteous might be a, would be a good shout. Could Ryan Porteous be a... Target for Celtic, Roger, is that one you can see? Interesting, I was, I was reading Lee Johnson's quotes the other day and clearly Hibernian now will try and get some money yeah, for Porteous in January, in January transfer window um, They knocked back decent money from Millwall I think it was last January at the same time they were knocking back Birmingham for Kevin Nisbet um, but Ryan Porteous has made it clear to the club he's not going to sign another deal he sees his future elsewhere um, I, I would take a gamble on him if you're getting him Mm-hmm. Either on a pre-contract To come for nothing in the summer Or do you need to pay Hibs something in January I would take a chance on him Jim Duffy knows a lot more about centre-halves than I do But if you watch his performance for Scotland Against the Ukraine and Poland You've seen some of his performances Domestically this season for Hibs He looks a lad who is at a good age And he looks like one who can develop further elsewhere not to throw cold water in, in Davy's suggestion because I agree with it, but I have heard a little bit of a suggestion that he might be going across the road to their greatest rivals. Oh, okay. So I have heard that. No, where there's much in it, but that is wouldn't something be the, that's in the, the first football great venue. Should we say? Will, will we create our own bidding war or whatever it is? Wouldn't mm. be the first player to be a tug of war. It'll be transfer tug of war. It'll be in your <laughs> paper. It'll be fascinating Roger to see when he goes and whether or not Alfredo Morelos warmly greets him in the way into the dressing room because um, the two of them have had a few tussles um, over the years. Yeah. What do you think, Davy? Then would you? Would you pay a small fee to get him in January or are you playing the waiting game and gambling and hoping it's a freebie in the summer? I think it's an absolute no-brainer. To be honest, Gordon, um, you're going to probably a potential £4 million player. I know Jim's right with Starfield. Um, that was probably the wrong word they use with injury-prone because big, big Carter Vickers had this little one as well. So, no, I would take a gamble. It's not the other thing, it's a gamble. I think it's a no-brainer because there a, there's a player in there, an absolute player in there. It's just um, if Big Ange can get the penis, um, if, He's uh, antics on the part sometimes There's a lot of the Centre half picture Depend on What Ange Postecoglou Thinks about Moritz Yen's future What he thinks about Stephen Welsh's future Although that one Is probably a bit more predictable mm-hmm. He's never that close To the you know the starting 11 When people are fit Because they have also They've signed one They yeah. signed Kobayashi Left sided mm-hmm. um, Last week yeah, again, he's, you know, Karavakas is nailed on. You would imagine Kobe Ashi having been left sided would, would be, you know, the obvious partner then for for Vickers. But 
If Celtic, you know, aspirations to win every every tournament they go in for, particularly domestically, and then compete better in Europe, as as Ange Postecoglou has mentioned, then you do need competition for places. And I would probably think Jens would move on. And as David said, if somebody like Portis could be an option, yeah, I don't see why not. I think Portis as well through because of the type of player he is and because he's comfortable in the ball. I think that. You know, in, in a year or so's time, if he went to a club at Celtic, I've got no doubt he could actually play as a sitting mid mid as well, sitting midfielder, because I think he's got that football and quality in him, range of pass in him. Yeah, we know he's he's, he's got natural aggression, but I think the more you have of the ball, the less you have to make challenges. And Celtic, mm. the, the, you know, are, are, are a team that um, you know you know have the ball the, the vast majority of the time. Davey, it doesn't always happen, but the pundits are in agreement. So thank you. That was Davey and Paisley on 01419511025. He goes into the hat for the tickets, just like everyone else who gets through to make a point tonight. Now, before we go any further, transfers, World Cup, it's all very exciting. But if you tune your ears into anything this evening, make sure it's this. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. It's J&D Pierce. Structural Steelwork Specialists. Proud to support the local community. Right, what a prize we've got for you to win. And it makes a huge difference to local children in Glasgow and the West at the same time. What is not to like? I know you I know how it works. You'll be sitting there waiting for the catch, and there isn't one. Because thanks to Arnold Clark, we've got a brand new 72-plate Mercedes A-Class car to give away. It is a 180 AMG line premium hatchback. It's got all the mod cons. I actually went down to see it today, and believe me. Even Hugh Keevans could win this prize It parks itself Jim Duffy Have you ever heard such a thing? It parks itself So the man who can't drive Even he could win it Now all you need to do To be in with a chance of winning Is text CAR to 84901 That's C-A-R to 84901 The text costs your standard network rate message And then £5 donation to Cash for Kids So you're giving a fiver to children In your community Right on your doorstep That need your help and you might even win a car at the end of it. Talk about a win-win. That does not even do it justice. We're trying to help battle holiday hunger. We're trying to make a difference for children this Christmas day. That's the right thing to do. And you might drive off in a brand spanking new Merc at the same time. So it is an incredible chance. The lines close Saturday the 17th of December at 6pm. Over 18s only. T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. So do not forget. Text C-A-R to 84901. Good luck. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Jim Duffy are here It's 0141-951-1025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, We've got another World Cup game coming up uh, No direct Premiership uh, involvement this evening But I'm sure we'll enjoy uh, Brazil, South Korea nevertheless So we'll keep a wee eye on that You can talk World Cup by the way I know it's just a bit of a strange time We've never had to come on for five weeks Whilst the Premiership goes into World Cup hibernation So if you want to talk about that please do We've been talking a bit about uh, Celtic's new right back And what this means for their current right back Who by the way along with Rangers left back uh, Got through on penalties against Celtic's striker at the World Cup Are you following me? There's always a link Gordon it's always Speaking of Celtic right backs Do you think Anthony Ralston will be watching this game tonight Cheering on his old pal Neymar? I think, I think that's unlikely uh, to say the I least must admit, I was a wee bit surprised he kept taking Maeda off you know, I thought because I thought one he was, I thought he was doing well. He scored, yeah, but he, but he didn't look. I mean, I know we know the way he plays for Celtic. You know, he's constant, but he, he done that every game. It was almost like you know, it was a certain cut off mm. point, regardless of how the game was going. I, I must admit, 
looking at the game today, I thought far too early to take him yeah. off. And I, I did think he had an impact because I think they were much weaker when he yeah, came off. Yeah. Well, they're out and he'll be on his way back to Glasgow at some point. Celtic fans, 01419511025, Rangers fans. It's quietened down a bit How busy has it been The last few weeks There was all the speculation About the manager Then the manager left Then the new one got appointed And it's just been Non-stop thinking uh, Ahead to The resumption of the Premiership The only thing you might have had In your calendar for a while Is, is the club's AGM tomorrow uh, So I wonder if Are you going along Any shareholders out there Want to get in touch What issues are you expecting uh, To be raised What would you like answered um, why not come on here and, and use it as a pre-AGM sounding board If you like Because for, for weeks there There was a lot of negativity on these phone lines You know there was a lot said about Investment and recruitment And board members So I know that Michael Beale's come along And made many of you feel better about things But is, is everything better? Is everything rosy? Or will there be a few tough questions to be answered Tomorrow at that AGM? Why not let us know right now? 0141 951 1025 Let's bring in Stuart and Coke Bridge on that topic And see what he thinks Take it away Stuart Yes thanks very much for letting us on uh, I think there'll be something happening tomorrow uh, I know for a fact I don't think Dougie Park will be no, no longer the chairman uh, I think that's the reason why Bill came in Because he knows the club I think there'll be changes Three weeks ago I was talking to one of my, my friends That's friends with Dougie Park's son And he was telling me there was a bit of Ups and down with the board And the training wasn't up to standard Which was proof And Bill came in He cancelled the friendly So that helped me When I seen Morelos a couple of weeks ago he was never, he's, he's never been fit For the last manager get sacked uh, I think Maybe the first or the second week of January I think Nigel will have a new board And I think uh, It's time for Dougie Park to, send, uh, to step down The man He's been there and done it But I still think King of, uh, King of the something to do with it I think he could Things going on behind the scenes right now That we don't know about What do you make of that Roger? There was a, st- a story today Actually a development pre-AGM That the fan shareholder group Club 1872 They will vote against the reappointment of Chairman Douglas Park At that meeting tomorrow yeah. uh, I think it was 29% of their members Drew support for his reappointment Now this is You get a calculator out Club 1872 has got a 5% shareholding uh, In the club um, well, of course, Dave King, I think, still the, the largest shareholding. He's been critical as well. But, and this, I'm about to bore people to tears here, but bear with me. Douglas Park himself has a 12% shareholding. So he's possibly, slash, probably still likely to get enough backing to stay should he want to. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. Should he want to, he will get enough backing to stay. Um, that's not to say Douglas Park and anyone else will be staying long term. Um, just look, you know, Celtic had an AGM the other week And they get the AGM out of the way And then Peter Lomel returned to the club as non-executive chairman um, I think Rangers might get the AGM out of the way And then if there are any changes in their boardroom They will come further down the line But I, I don't expect any, you know, any public embarrassment For Douglas Park or anyone else tomorrow Stuart, is everything rosy because Michael Beale's arrived or will there still be some questions and, and tough points that the board will have to answer? No, I think Bill, but he's been there, as you say, he's been there and done it. Uh, I think it's a great appointment. I think he'll prove, prove to the Rangers fans, he will, because uh, as, as I said, as soon as the friendly get cancelled, they're right away. Well, you could tell when my last fitness, you've seen it three or four weeks ago, 
before the break for the World Cup. He wasn't, he wasn't fat. He, could tell, he had won his worst game just before the World Cup started. He could tell he kick a ball and have a pass a ball. So that was to do with the last manager's training. It wasn't up to standards. Um, I mean, there's, there, I guess that's some potentially separate issues, Jim. Maybe mm-hmm. conflating a couple of things, but oh, you never know. You'll, you've seen him many over the years. Nothing, nothing's off limits. I've seen fans ask why certain players are taking corner kicks at HGMs yeah. and all sorts. So, um, yeah, I mean, think... listen, from Shaw's point of view, I mean, he's all about Morelos' fitness. The fitness is, is down, first and foremost, to the player individually. You know, it's, it's how, how much he wants to be, you know, as fit as he knows. He, he'll know his own standard. Then you've got the, you know, you've got the sports science department, um, you've got the fitness department, you know, it's, it's not all down to the manager. Um, you know, people say about the way the way he trains, you know. So you can you could do a lot of stuff, but if, if they're if they're not um as professional as they should be, then the the, the player's going to suffer and ultimately the team's going to suffer. So I don't know if that's the case for Morelis. It's just the, the suggestion, I think, that uh, you know, he, 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 look, he looks, um, he doesn't look as sharp and as fit as he should be. Regard, regarding the, the club itself in terms of the AGM, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if, 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 if Douglas Park is still going to want to be there, but I think he has a, a significant investment in the club. So I think if he does come out, he may want some of that money, if not all of it, back in again, which again um, is, is, is a different um, yeah. proposition for, for, for Rangers. Uh, and also, it's, you know, Stuart's saying there that, um, you know, that everything should be a little bit calmer because of Michael Beale. Again, I go back. To, I was on the program a, a few weeks ago, uh, and I was I was kind of defending uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. You know, and and ultimately, it's about where Rangers, where you see success. If you're a Rangers fan just now, would you know winning a, a trophy this year, mm-hmm. or do you have to you know overtake Celtic? And I know Michael Wheels came out and said he thinks he's got a better squad than Celtic. I understand that. That's he's not going to come out and say he's got a, a lesser yeah. or you know his squad's not as good. But I think. You know, most people think Celtic's got a better squad. They've got a stronger squad. There's, there's, there's a more balance about their squad at this moment in time. So I'd be amazed if Rangers could turn um, the deficit mm. round. So what, what would Stuart or Rangers fans yeah. see as a successful season p- partner of the season for Michael Beale? Roger, uh, based on these phone lines, I base everything on this show. If Rangers AGM had taken place at any point for the last eight weeks, ten weeks, twelve weeks, and certainly at any point. On those kind of middle two weeks in November Following the St Mirren game It would have been intense To say the least How much of the heat gets taken off By Michael Beale's appointment And how much of the heat still exists Well, judging by the phone lines tonight Gordon An awful lot of the heat Has been taken out of things By Michael Beale's appointment Because had, as you say The situation been going on That had been going on then the night before the annual general meeting, you would have expected the phone lines here to be ringing off the hook with Irie and Angel supporters. Stuart's the first one to come on and discuss the AGM. There are issues, of course there are issues. There are issues at every club, whether you're Rangers, Celtic, Partick, Thistle, it doesn't matter. At an AGM, that is the time when mm-hmm. supporters want to get things off their chest. But uh, yeah. it sounds to me as if a lot of the supporters are satisfied with the appointment of Michael Beale. And a lot of the heat has been taken out tomorrow's meeting. Maybe time does that as well, Michael Beale. But I suppose deep down, though, if you... Because, again, go back to the calls we were having. We get loads of criticism for Giovanni Van Bronckers, Roger. But it was... Then it would be... But look, this is not just about the manager. Where's the money from Bassi and Aribo in the Champions League and the Europa League final? We didn't invest enough. What we did invest was in the recruitment's been poor. And, and all these sort of... Vari- the communication's not been good. 
Michael Beale can't have fixed all of that, or is that just the sort of fickle bit that football fans no, sometimes well, do? That's what he's done. Michael Beale hasn't fixed anything because he's not had an opportunity yeah. to fix anything yet. I haven't had a game of football since he was appointed a successor to Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. So it'll be fascinating. These meetings always are fascinating. You know, we laugh when people, you know, as you touched upon there, shareholders get up and ask why such and such a player's taking the corners. Mm-hmm. Um, when, you know, you think an annual general meeting should be about perhaps. Loftier questions about the future of the club and the, you know as an ongoing concern. So it's always fascinating to hear what shareholders bring up. Um, maybe they are going to bring up the things that they've spoken about on this show for several weeks now. We don't know. We'll, we'll certainly find out tomorrow. And I think as they digest what is said and what is asked and what is answered, you probably get more phone calls tomorrow night. On the phone in about this We will find out Thank you Stuart 01419511025 And just like that We're here already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football I had the worst weekend ever My weekend entirely ruined Because the pundits won Every night last week Just kept me awake Don't do the same this week Please listeners Come on Let's get a victory On the board Nice and early by dialing 01419511025 You have to dial it before 7 o'clock though And it could be you who's trying to beat the pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Roger Hanna are here 01419511025 uh, Please get in touch to let the guys know what you have been thinking football wise over the weekend uh, and by the way just a quick reminder that every caller who comes on air so as long as you get through make a point to the panel you go into the hat for a pair of tickets to the Wim Janssen Celtic team uh, that stopped 10 in a row a wee tribute night to them uh, at the SEC Armadillo in May next year lots of the top players from that era uh, will be in attendance and all you have to do is come on make a point and we'll draw out the winner uh, from the people that have called in by the end of the night And I keep saying it Of course Celtic fans That will be more appealing to you But even if you're not You can either go along yourself Get a bit of football chat Or donate them kindly to someone This Christmas So why not give us a call 01419511025 Just kicking off uh, Four minutes in I think Brazil uh, Against South Korea Still goalless in that Neymar Returns for Brazil so will the favourites go through easily Or will there be a wee shock We've not seen a shock yet uh, In the knockout stages So we'll keep you up to speed on that one By the way Any thoughts on the weekend's action? Championship fans League 1, League 2 Come on down We'll get you after we do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Right, we need a better week, listeners. We need a better week. The pundits won every single night, even when it got to Friday. I had high hopes, and Cammy Bell won 3 0. It was all too easy. So let's see what we can do tonight with Graham in Paisley. How's it going, Graham? Uh, not bad, thanks yourself. Yeah, not bad at all, Graham. You fancy your chances against these two? Eh, uh, no sure. I'll give it a bash. That's <laughs> all you can do. Roger Hanna, despite his best attempts, still starts on. Minus one uh, He can try and wriggle out of it all he wants But he's not ready yet A few more defeats and we'll think about it And Jim Duffy That got a plus one <laughs> Not quite, you're not that bad uh, Jim Duffy will be on tails So let's see what we've got And it is tails, it's Jim Duffy Ooh, Good uh, luck Duff Cheers, mate. Who is going to take on Graham and Paisley So what we do here then is Give Jim some Clyde 2 in his ear I don't know if he's getting some Christmas music or something over there Graham But you and I in here have to consider 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know, okay? 
Yep, no problem Great stuff We'll get the questions ready then Get the clock set up uh, And your time starts now Which Scottish side did Morton Vicorst leave to join Celtic in 95? Dundee Which player is older, John Lundstrom or Borna Barisic? Borna Barisic Which current St Johnston player has over 500 appearances for Aberdeen? Uh, Andrew Considine Name any of the three smallest squads in the Scottish Premiership Livingston How many SPFL teams have Queen in their full club name? Two Name any Premiership manager who's also played in the Scottish top flight uh, Pass Okay, let's bring back Jim Duffy Jim, can you hear us? Yeah, there's a little bit of Mariah there All I went for Have you said it? See, when I, when I gave you the other station I said to Roger and to Graham and the listeners I bet he's listening to Christmas music Yeah, yeah. Oh, There we go You've got to be a bit of Mariah Is that your favourite one? Uh, no not really Because obviously I'm of a different era You the know what I mean No Slade Oh yeah Christmas, right. Everybody. Right, okay. Yeah mm. Got a bit of a naughty hold on that time Okay I don't judge right 30 seconds <laughs> on the clock And your time starts now Which Scottish side did Morton Vicorst leave to join Celtic in 95? Dundee Which player is older John Lundstrom or Borna Barisic? Lundstrom which current St Johnston player has over 500 appearances for Aberdeen? Andy Considine Name any of the three smallest squads in the Scottish Premiership Livingston How many SPFL teams have Queen in their full club name? Three Name any Premiership manager who's also played in the Scottish top flight um, Jim Goodwin And which team are top of Scottish League 2? Quickly uh, Dumbarton Okay, okay, okay We just got time for that last one What do you think, Graham? I think he may have done Maybe we went up to Let's find out Let's find out You both knew Morton Vicorst uh, Left Dundee to join Celtic I had a feeling I did, I did say of him So I should know well, this, this, <laughs> this is the thing um, I had a feeling You had a sort of vested interest there But Graham got it as well And Graham knew that Borna Barisic is older than John Lundstrom He's right. two years older And yeah. Jim Duffy did not So it's 2-1 to Graham You both got Andy Considine You both guessed Livy For mm. the smaller squads Which was fine Apparently St Mirren and Aberdeen um, I don't even mm. know how you quantify yeah. Permanent members of the first team squad But anyway How many SPFL teams have Queen in their name? Queen's Park Queen of the South that's it, Jim Duffy. Right, it's only two. two. Right. So we'll be four, th- uh, five, three, I think, to Graham at the moment. I don't know if the Graham got that yeah, right then. He, yeah, he did, too. he did. Name any Premiership manager who's played in the Scottish top flight. Loads of them. Stevie Hamill, Derek McInnes, Robbie Nielsen, Malky Mackay, Callum Davidson, Lee Johnson, Jim Goodwin. Producer Chris, I would never tell you how to do your job. Maybe the better question would be name the managers mm-hmm. who haven't <laughs> played in the Scottish <laughs> top flight. Uh, but we got there with Jim Goodwin for Jim... And this is where it pays to go fast, Graham, because he got one more question. <laughs> Who's top of League Two? I'd expect him to know this as well, to be fair. And it is Dumbarton. Uh, it was a tailor-made set of questions for Jim Duffy. It feels like one, two. I think we're level. We're heading to Five the all. tiebreaker. Five all. What a game! What a game! It's all about entertainment. And here's the beauty of this question. I'm going to need to change it because mm-hmm. something has happened. That means right. I'm going to need to change it, but mm-hmm. I, I can't reveal. I can't give the can't give the okay. question away. Um, what I'll do is I will read the question out. I will then get Jim to write his answer down, and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, Graham. Okay. Yep. The question is this: Brazil have scored the most goals at all World Cups combined, but how many have they scored since the tournament began in 1930? <laughs> uh, just in case, just in case you, you, you're worried about 
one or two They've just scored they've Okay scored, It's yeah. one nil So add one on uh, To your previous total uh, So how many goals Have Brazil scored In the World Cup Men's World Cup basically So Jim Duffy If you could write your answer down Oh you're not getting that long um, Many goals Brazil's Yes still right. Okay And Graham If you could give me Your attempt please uh, one five five. Oh, ho, ho, ho. did you both remember to add one on though? That's all I did. That's good, right? Look, okay. I was in one sixty. So Graham, you were going to go one five four until you heard that they <laughs> yeah. scored. Yeah, good, right? Yeah. That's fine. Um, the answer is two hundred and thirty-two. So Jim Duffy wins on the tiebreaker. Graham, I must admit, not many listeners come on here get a five and don't walk away with a sign ball. Hard lines. You've been. You've met a man in form. <laughs> Take it easy, Graham. Cheers now. There's another penalty there. Uh, Graham, don't worry, it wouldn't change anything. You would still lose because Jim was closer. But uh, Brazil have got a penalty now, and this could be a long old night for South Korea. They're 1 0 down. They've just given away a penalty, and there's 10 and a half minutes on that clock. Ah, that's not going to stand, is it? Is it a clear and obvious error? Oh, no, no, no. Come on. I don't think it's a penalty. I do not think it's a penalty, but right, it's one of these classic ones. It's one of the, it's one of the classic ones. I'll describe it to you, and you'll get it straight away. Big defender has got his leg drawn back. He's going to leather up the pitch, but the striker nips in in front of him, and then the the defender kicks the striker. The only problem here is I actually don't think he kicks. He's he barely touches his studs. Yeah, brushes it. He touches the studs of Richarlison, who goes down. Are you having that, Roger Hanna? Mm, no, I, I don't think they'll turn this round. I think oh. you see Neymar's about to take it. Mm-hmm. Bad career move. It's that old question, Jim Duffy. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially asking a player mm-hmm. who played in your era, mm-hmm. how can a kick, how can a scuff of your studs mm-hmm. send you flying to the turf? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I know, by the way, I know that doesn't mean it is or isn't a foul, but no. but, but I, I don't. I, I said I don't, I don't think it would, but I didn't. <sighs> I thought they would give it, and I'm the same as Roger, Roger. I didn't think they would overturn it. So I think when there's there is. You hear the phrase all the time Contact made Then they, they think that That's wow. enough in that situation Wow it's going to stand oh, But so. anyway Neymar's going to take it Back in the team again I don't think he's actually The, the, the normal penalty taker But well, Rafinha was about mm-hmm. to, He was standing over the ball He's Held it uh, He's given it over to Neymar yeah, anyway, Who's just back in the drank, team I think Neymar I think he's pulled rank <sighs> like, I'm, I'm back in the team I'm, I'm having it He's seen Mbappe and Messi Score yeah. a few goals And he thinks uh, I need in on this So Yeah uh, we'll see what Neymar can do If it does go in Then you can probably start Filling out your wall chart Even you might have done it already But I think once goalkeeper Brazil Goalkeeper very go, unusual He's right at the post oh, wow. The goalkeeper wow. He's leaving a big gap For He's one come side He's back to the middle a bit oh, and big uh, It's mind games oh. <laughs> These are, This is getting mm-hmm. ridiculous mm-hmm. now the key, you know, We've always seen keepers Move across the line But the keeper for mm-hmm. ages Stood right at one of mm-hmm. his posts Then he goes dancing Along the line Then Neymar starts The old stutter mm-hmm. run up mm-hmm. And eventually just coolly rolls it in the corner as the goalkeeper falls to his knees. Just I'm looking at the Brazilian players all dancing there, Jim and Cel. Is that how you and the, the Mary Hill boys used to celebrate when you scored back yeah, in the day? Yeah, of course. The samba. Well, yeah, of course you used to do that. Be a bit of rhythm. There's nothing mm-hmm. the matter with that. And uh, Gordon. But the other thing for me is I've, I've seen so many penalties, so many poor penalties. I thought there was a rule a little while ago that you weren't allowed to stop your run up. You can't on the last step. 
Right. I think that's where they because I think Lewandowski done that on his well on his two yeah. penalties he scored one he and did. that one so I think he def- definitely stopped Neymar doesn't stop but he, I mean he's almost got to the stage where he's really walked up to the ball and then the, he rolls and Some, it's great when the goalkeeper goes the wrong way if the goalkeeper guesses the right way it's a uh, it's a terrible penalty it is absolutely <laughs> guaranteed that someone will correct me because they change mm-hmm. these things so often and I'll admit I've not looked at this one for a while so I'm probably mm-hmm. out of date last I checked. I think it's you can stutter until that last step. You know, you can't go, you can't sort of put your foot next to the ball and then mm. stop. But they pretty much, well, they're almost doing, doing that, aren't they? Yeah. But anyway, Neymar scored and it's 2 0 Brazil and they're looking cruise control. Yeah, maybe they've taken that out on reflection. I don't know. It's hard to keep up. I've got enough of it. I've, that's down my priority list, Roger. I need to keep a toppy <laughs> offsides, handballs, see if people want to stutter on their penalties, crack on. Mm-hmm. Um, um, he certainly won the battle of wills with a Korean goalkeeper 2-0 not even 14 minutes played a severe encroachment no they don't seem to bother about that when they do that because when they deal with that stuttering did, all the players are ready in the yeah, box like last did, night did, did you know this was off his line but half the players yeah. were in the you box know, do you notice where the two Brazilian wide men well as Neymar was preparing to take the penalty you know everybody stands on the edge of the box mm-hmm. yeah. they were stood down the side the lines the idea of that being if the goalkeeper pushes it I out they're onto it first mm-hmm. I've never seen that before until Brazil. See, again, I didn't think that was out. I thought you couldn't be ahead of the ball. So there you go. They, were, they weren't ahead of the no, ball. Right. They, they were, were just they in, were the in line yeah, with right. the ball. Yeah, you're right. You don't d- see that very often. Side, no, Why down. not? Because it seems like quite a simple mm. thing to try. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh well. Listen, they'll uh, all be doing it. So. Well, <laughs> yeah, there'll be some. 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 They'll start. Some. They start it like the guy lying behind the wall for a free kick. Where are you? Where are you at the weekend? Have you got a long journey in the Challenge Cup? Yes, a lot. Are we up to Elgin? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's not the. The nations of journeys, but listen, that goes to go, do you go straight to penalties. Um, do you know what you've, you've asked me? I Extra think it does time. actually, but it's strange because I heard Hugh on the program a couple of weeks ago when uh, Drum Chapel yeah. were, were ready to play, and he said to me, oh, "Send me to his next game." That was his quote. He did, Gordon. Yes. That was his quote. I heard it on the radio. So I was listening. To Briggs. And uh, what did he draw? Elgin away. Nah, he's turned yep. his he's turned his back on it. Um, <laughs> any chance of South Korea coming back then? No, none whatsoever. Ah, right, okay. Same, same for you. <laughs> There's more chance of you getting Hugh Keevans to Elgin in the next round of the Scottish <laughs> Cup. Um, yes, all the favourites seem to be winning in the, the knockout stages, don't they? I mean, you look at last night. I thought actually, I thought it might have been one of those nights for England. They, they looked miles off it. Senegal looked sort mm. of first half hour, yeah, up for it, and then it was so easy after mm. that. First, first goal went in in England then just went up a level and um, you know the stuff seemed to be knocked out of Senegal and, and yeah Billingham did well but the, you know again good, Foden's link up play Kane was always going mm. to score eventually um, you know and, and that goal was a brilliant goal I have to say Kane's goal just in terms of counter attack it was so slick quick great movement great timing of passes great way of pass and outstanding finish so yeah it'll be a terrific game England and France at the weekend yeah any of course the, the big talking point of the weekend forget what happened during the game we we touched on at the top of the show Cammy Devlin of Hearts yeah. not playing any minutes at the World Cup but getting Lionel Messi's jersey in his 1000th game no less Roger Hanna that will go down well in eBay in years to come <laughs> I would imagine and of course Gordon the big talking point of next weekend is given that we don't have a show on Saturday and mm. I'm treating Mrs Hanna to a long awaited Saturday off we've got a Christmas party night Will she allow me to watch France versus England on my phone at the table? Um, um, no, no, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, I think we'll be in it. You'll be at the table yourself. <laughs> it's a resounding you'll, no. you'll be in the sin bin, if that's the case. You'll be, yeah, at, a, you'll be at a table in the corner. It's a rhetorical question. We all know the answer to it. <sighs> Are France going to stop England? I think they will, yeah. 
Yeah, I thought for, I mean France were my favourites for the for the tournament mm-hmm. before the ball was kicked. Obviously, the few injuries to key players and Canty uh, in particular and Benzema, but you know they still look an exceptional side. So yeah, I mean listen, I think it'll be a very very tight match. You know, could go extra time, but yeah, I think that they've maybe just got the edge on England in in, in, in one or two areas, but not not much between mm-hmm. them. I have to say that I think France are elite. England haven't played anyone close to elite in this tournament so far. Wales, Iran, the United States, Senegal. Nowhere near that level of a front four that's got Mbappe, Griezmann, Dembele and Giroud mm-hmm. uh, Bra- uh, yep. Brazil 2, South Korea nil. then 17 and a half gone Let's take another caller Barry is a Celtic fan on the line What's your point for the guys, Barry? Hi, Pan, how are you doing? Good, good Jim, you talk, you're talking nonsense That's true Scotsman France are going to annihilate them, come on <laughs> I think so <laughs> Aye Listen, anyway. I, I, I'm, I, listen. Anybody that knows me knows about. Oh, he's I'm, a big Scotland fan, is Jim. I, I, I'm, I'm, I've got certainly no love loss for for England, but I'm just looking at as from a football perspective. I think they've got some terrific players, middle to front, but defensively, yeah, I, I agree that uh, if if France turn up and play their very best, then um, you know they should be good enough. But I, mm. I, I don't think there'll be any more on the goal in it. That's me personally. Annihilate them, mm. says Barry. Uh, anyway, <laughs> what's your what's your other point for the guys, Barry? Um, it's just basically um, I think Obviously Juranovic is away It's more or less Looks like he's gone I think Jack and Marcus Will probably go in the winter as well What did the panel think Of Lyndon Dykes Joining Celtic? Lyndon Dykes To replace Georgios Jack and Marcus Roger Wow um, I think if you'd thought Lyndon Dykes was coming Back to Scottish football Given that he was His old QPR manager mm-hmm. Just arrived at Rangers He might, he might have ended up there um, I'm not sure Lyndon Dykes Is Necessarily what Ange Postecoglou would be looking for. Um, Giacomakis, I think his agent's trying to leave us some extra wages from Celtic. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there are many suitors for him in the window. If there are, I'm quite sure Celtic will have a new centre forward lined up. They're looking at Cho Gu Song, who's currently playing for South Korea against Brazil. Um, but I, I would imagine Giacomakis would stay at least. Until the end of the season And, and I, I don't see Lyndon Dykes Even a Celtic player The beauty of this show Jim We get these transfer hypotheticals mm-hmm. So it's in two parts Do you think Jack Amakis will leave And would Lyndon Dykes Be a suitable replacement I don't think Gianni uh, Macis will leave Unless Celtic have A suitable replacement Already lined up Then that, that's That's always a possibility But I, I don't think he will I think he'll be there um, At least until the end of the season And I'm, I'm with Roger I don't think Lyndon Dykes uh, Will be a You know I don't. I mean, listen. You never know. But looking at the way Celtic play in terms of how they press, how they the style of play, the quick, um, you know, movement and interchanging. Lyndon Dykes is an out and out number nine. He, he thrives on crosses. He thrives on link up play. If you want to call it that, and I don't think that's quite the way Celtic play. So I don't think he's quite suited to Celtic. That's me wouldn't, personally. Wouldn't dare to disagree with you on such a matter. But mm. just for, for a big guy, but the cliche. Mm. He's quite busy though, isn't he? You know, is he quite active in, yeah. in a press for a big guy, Lyndon yeah, Dykes? Yeah, yeah, sure. But I just, I, I, again, you know, I don't think he would be the, the exact style that, yeah. that Ange Postecoglou seems to favour. And I, 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 me personally, I, I, again, I, I don't think he would be a player. What makes What makes you put him on your list, Barry? Um, it's just it's more the physicality. Um, you know, he's he's a big, strong striker. I think he's he's not afraid to ruffle a few centre backs' feathers as well. Obviously. If you watch when I watched them playing up against Julian and stuff like that, he certainly wasn't phased. Um, I think he would do a good job for Celtic. I take your point that it's maybe not what Celtic play, but to be fair, Jackie Marcus isn't really a link up player. I, I would say, per se, that's his strength. His, his strength is more a physicality. Um, 
I mean, I'm just talking hypotheticals. I'm of course. Pretty dis- I was just, I was pretty disappointed that you know he's been linked. Maybe as just a, an agent trying to win some more money, but I was just wanting to see. I, obviously, Lyndon Dykes knows the Scottish game as well, and I was just hoping that um, we could bring him in. Maybe you know. Yeah, how does he differ stylistically then from Jackie Marcus? Yeah, I mean, listen, they're both physical, but I think I think uh, Lyndon Dykes is uh, is more of a, a a target man in terms of. Feeding off crossing. Don't get me wrong, Jan- Janimakis is good, but you know I think that as I said, he's 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 now got a, a, he comes alive running about the penalty box. He's he's I think he gets frustrated because obviously he's not the number one striker Kyogo is, um, but you know he's he's goal return for games played. I still think he's very good. I think as I said, he does what card he can run the channels. I think he's a, I, I genuinely think he's a really good all round striker. Lyndon Dykes I think is is good and I think he's he's improved. Far mm. beyond the level I thought he could. Mm-hmm. I think, particularly with Scotland, he's been absolutely terrific. But Scotland played, you know, a, a different, a different style, a different way. Um, and again, I just think that getting into a Celtic team, he would have to have more crosses mm. in the box. Listen, that doesn't mean that as Postecoglou, when you see them put more crosses in, but I think that's the type of guy he, he is. Yeah. So I just think there's a slight difference in styles. I think Gianni Marcus is, is a little bit more mobility about him. The crazy thing is, Roger. Um, this I'm not saying this is right or fair, but Lyndon Dyke signed a four-year deal at QPR and signed for about two and a bit million pounds. You probably need to pay. You probably need to pay a good few million pounds to get Lyndon Dyke yeah, away from QPR. If he signs a contract at QPR, I'm sure integrity and things will will, will keep him there. Steady. So, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the mic away. Too soon. Um, yeah, you would need to pay a lot of money, but listen. As, as Dove said earlier on Celtic have just paid £3 million plus For Alistair Johnson The, the, the Canada right back So I don't think mm-hmm. uh, You know If Lyndon Dykes was the player That Ange Postacoglu Wanted to bring in I don't think the fee Would be an impediment at all uh, Thank you Barry 01419511025 Barry's in the hat For those tickets We're going to get a teaser We'll get more of your calls After these Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard You're not missed a great deal Brazil certainly looked the most likely Still Brazil 2 South Korea nil. Neymar has just skinned Two South Korea players And referee at the same time <laughs> Interestingly enough You don't see that too often uh, But you would have to imagine Brazil will go through And join Croatia From earlier on So well done to Josip Juranovic And Borna Barisic Commiserations Dyson Maida scored actually for Japan But they lost on penalties Some horrific penalties doesn't, It must be said uh, Doesn't Neymar remind you of Gordon DL? Uh, no, not at all Yeah, his, his hair's a different colour for the last World Cup ah, That's a good point Let's. Uh, we're going to speak to Raymond and Greenock in just a second Let me quickly give you a teaser first though uh, so the aim oh, of the game oh, What a goal oh, I would applaud oh, that I would applaud that goal Oh that's a, that is the best goal In the World I'm, Cup I'm really? that, that will not be beaten Thank you Better than Mbappe's Oh yeah yes. that, I'm applauding that goal That okay. is uh, Just a joy To watch If that doesn't South put Korea a smile scored, your face I'm just kidding It's clearly Sorry, uh, sorry Jamie Sneddon You've just lost The goal of the weekend oh. It just proper flamboyant, that feels, typical that, that Brazilian. Feels like the World Cup when something like that happens. Brazilian football at its very best. I wonder just if our if our joyous. colleague, um, Mister DL, is watching because you'll have missed us at the weekend, Jim. You know he's like unpredictable, <laughs> grumpy, erratic. He's decide he hates the World Cup apparently. All right, okay. Um, just not interested. He's lost lost faith in it. He said right. he was turning off. Coordination seat's been put back or something. Ah, like that, probably. <laughs> so we'll see if he. Uh, I don't know if he's watching, but you, that would get you. That would get him out of his recliner. 
If he has Do you know what It would be nice to see the goal again But they're doing a 50 man Choreographed dance routine With the manager With the manager In <laughs> celebration uh, Which is stopping us Getting to see the goal again Which they'll, is not They'll add about 10 minutes Onto this first half here you know, But they went down To the, the corner flag Did a team dance yeah. Then came back to halfway And did a He has a wee bit Of keep you up here himself right, So he's, he keeps he, up With he his head ball, yeah, Three yeah, times aye, aye, aye. And then just a wee, wee flick Flicks it round the you, defender wee, wee flick Another wee flick Little one two Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's uh, nice. Oh, my. Just roll it in. oh, yes, that is nice. I'll give you that. Okay, mm. Brazil 3, South Korea 0. Raymond's mm. still on the line. And quickly, the aim of the game on the full time teaser you send the questions in, the pundits struggle with the answers. Mm. That's kind of how it goes. Full time at Clyde1.com. That's the email you need. And I think, though, mm. on the easier, more gentle side, this one from Dale Hanley. Thank you to Dale mm. for sending it. Uh, a couple of tricky ones Celtic have had eight players That were either Israeli Or signed from an Israeli club So Celtic have had eight players That were either Israeli mm. Or signed from an Israeli club Can you name any Jim to kick us off? Yeah, Kyle Beram Kyle, well mm. done Roger uh, Leela Bada Leela Bada Currently Bada. there I'll take one more guess, Jim um, oh, Wait a minute just, just, uh, there's obvious ones there, but I'm just trying mm. to think of the other ones. I'll just go for the obvious ones if you so wish. No. Uh, Roger, do you want to put him out his misery? El Hamed. El Hamed. Okay, I think El it was a team Hamed. effort. I think Jim was about yeah. to say that as well. Okay, we'll leave it there. So that's three down, five to go. Looking for eight players that were either Israeli uh, or come from an Israeli club to Celtic. Full time at Clyde1.com. Come up with a question, email it in, just like Dale did tonight. And we'll use it on the show Let's bring in Raymond Who's in Greenock He's a Morton fan You thinking about the big time yet Raymond? I think it's about time I mean there's <laughs> such a big area You know Like why are we not up there In the Premier League Top 12 Jim Duffy How you doing? Legend yeah, Good Raymond Thank you <laughs> Aye good man Good, good to good, see good. Morton doing well See here's the difference right Between some of our pundits Gordon Diel is desperate for air to fail because mm. he doesn't want them to do better than they did when he was there. Yeah, yeah. But you're not like that. You would quite happily no. see Morton get promoted oh, this year, I'm sure. Absolutely. Um, having said that, I mean, Raymond saying, you know, is it time you can dream big, mm. but what a mad division it is, Jim, and it's yeah. in December. You wouldn't be surprised if things changed a lot. Can they stay? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's very, very competitive. As I mentioned earlier on, Dundee are starting to get a little bit of a you know rhythm going now. Obviously, at the start of the season, I thought it would be between Dundee and Partick Thistle. But uh, United have been exceptional, obviously. Uh, you know, you know, having that consistency of natural goal scorer. Yaki Niemi's been magnificent. But in terms of Morton, I think Dougie Emery's done an unbelievable job with him and Andy Milne. Uh, I think that, you know, Andy's experience has helped as well. Dougie being a young manager... But for the resources they have and the budget and all these sort of things, listen, they need a clean bill of health. That's the thing. They don't have too many options. If Muirhead or Jai, Katongo's injured or something like that up front, they don't have too many options. But at the back, they're rock solid. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, listen, they've got a terrific uh, opportunity. At the very worst, I think, they'll be in the playoffs. And I don't think anybody will fancy going to Capolo, um, you know, at the end of the season if, they, if, if they're there, thereabouts. Saturday sums up the difficulty, though, Raymond. Drop, uh, draw at our both, which isn't an absolute mm -hmm. disgrace. It's not an embarrassment, but it's now fourth place because, the, you know, the team's round mm -hmm. about you win. Granted, only three points off top, but that probably sums up how tough it is, isn't it? It just shows you, I mean, we were second place. You know, if Earth had dropped points, we had won. Then we're top And then we're fourth You know There's like 10 points I think Separating 1 to 7 uh, It's 
just for me, it's the most competitive league in the world. I don't know about anywhere else that any team can win. You know, that's sure. that. I mean, that's it, Roger. You can you can put whatever let um, whatever sort of limits on it you want. Raymond's right. It's ten points between first and seventh. Um, what is it? it's four points between the top four. It's um it's congested to say the least. Yeah, and I have to say, uh, you know, with the Premiership being off for the World Cup, Gordon, I've thoroughly enjoyed the Championship games and the Scottish Cup games that have been covered. I've seen it a couple of times when they put five past Queen's Park when they drew with Morton, which was a really good game. Two decent sides. They beat Wraith at the weekend. I've seen Thistle beating Arbroath. I was up at Dens last weekend from the D scored mm-hmm. six against the other day in the cup. There are some good teams in that league, and you know. The last 10 years If you look at it You know Rangers have gone through it Hearts have gone through it Hibs have gone through it Dundee United have gone through it Kilmarnock have gone through it There's not a You know really An outstanding side With a far bigger budget Than everybody yeah. else In the league this season And I think this excitement Will go right to mm-hmm. the wire In this league this season I mean I'm sure Dougie Emery Would be listening mm-hmm. Saying oh hold on Dundee have got a bigger budget Than us But yeah. I would take your point You know in terms of Some of the, the, the proper big hitters That have been in mm-hmm. In recent seasons uh, Raymond all of a sudden though, It does seem like <laughs> Quite an experienced Squad in places You know some, some good Important players signed Obviously from being My neck of the woods Liam Grimshaw Played many games For Mullows in At right back these days You've signed another Experienced centre half That everyone recognises From the top flight Hey aye mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aye Big Effie's been Such a great signing So he has Imagine Morton signing Effie Ambrose <laughs> It's just happened <laughs> I suppose yeah. that, that, Do you need a bit of that Jim, I suppose mm-hmm. teams that have come up have done it in loads of different ways. You yeah. know, you, there's no right or wrong. You can have a bit of experience. Some teams mm-hmm. will do it with a, you know, a, a complete sort of younger, mm-hmm. fresher, dynamic team. But have they got? A, it's, a, it's a bit of a different mix now. It seems at the Morton. Yeah, than so it used to be. you know, Jack Baird was in there, did very well um, at start of season. Um, you know, as you say, they've, they've brought in some competitive players in the middle of the pitch and, and, and also they've still got some boys that have come through the system like um, Lewis Strap and Lewis McGratton and guys like that are in, still, still in, around, in the team and in the squad as well um, but you know it's just getting that balance right they seem to have a real togetherness there I think that when you go to Capelo you want teams to, 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 to dread it you want to be going down there thinking oh this is going to be one tough game and that's the, the, the way they've made it but, you know, the, the score goals, as I said, they're ultra competitive. But he's Roger had mentioned some of those other clubs. Oh, my. Brazil are 4-0 <laughs> up inside 36 minutes. It's another brilliant football goal and a great finish. But uh, I think that, as I said, just going back, going back to Morton, I think that, that they, yeah, you're right, there's you know very little between an awful lot of the clubs. But, you know, when I was there, for instance, you know, the, you had Rainers in the league, you had Hibs in the league. As Roger said, they're... they're Aren't these mm-hmm. type of teams Even though Dundee Probably will have a healthier budget Than most They're not Miles away yep. from everyone else So Yeah I think If they can If they can just maybe add Someone else in the front Department To to, to supplement the players they have In the January mm. window And keep that Nucleus of a squad there As you mentioned Effie Ambrose uh, at the back and, and, and alongside that um, You know Real strong uh, Organisation they have if they can just add one more to the firepower, I think that they'll be definitely would, in the top four. Would would the biggest budget in the league not be Queen's Park? Potentially, could be, could be. But what we, you know, what, what we're saying is that these guys, you know, this shows you again Queen's Park are up there. They've got a terrific manager, own coil, all these kind of guys. So, you know, it, it's going to be thrilling. And I agree with Roger. Mm. I think it'll be. I think 
the last week of the season you might well have five, six teams still in with a shout not just have won the title but certainly competing for the top four places Right, I'm sorry though Effie Ambrose, Owen mm-hmm. Coyle you can all mm-hmm. take your place in the queue there is only one main man from the mm-hmm. Championship at the weekend Roger Hanna it seems like a perfect time to talk about it mm-hmm. Jamie Sneddon mm-hmm. Partick Thistle's goalkeeper scoring a 95th minute equaliser it does not get better well, than that. What a week weekend he's had. I think they're off to Benidorm for the... Well, the I, I was going to say, right, we thought, as you would do, why don't we get him on the show tonight? We'll get him on the phone. That would be great. Yeah, the man in the moment. Uh, and the message came back to say that they are in Benidorm and therefore it probably wouldn't be wise for him to come on the phone. So there we go. I think that answers that one. And he's already spoken to David Friel this weekend as if his weekend couldn't have got any better. An interview up at Balmoral Stadium with David Friel for Super Scoreboard on Saturday night. Uh, but seriously, though, I mean, have you ever seen a goalie score live? I, d- I don't think I have. Not, Not sure I have. Enough. I did remember speaking to Mark Wilson, touched upon it in the show on Saturday. His goalie, Breakin Lewis McMinn, who I think scored against Stirling. But that was from a kick out. You know, mm-hmm. he wasn't up in the box and, and heading the ball home or anything like that. So I, I remember interviewing Lewis after he'd scored that goal, but mm. no, actually live at a game, I don't think I have. None of us have been as involved as, as you, Jim. <laughs> you seen a goalie? Any of your goalies yeah, ever done it? To be honest with you, I've a, a, a vague recollection of somebody scored, but not from a header, like from a long punt. A kick you know, bounces kick over, maybe. One, yeah, but, but I can't, I can't. For the life of me, I remember where I was, but I'm sure it happened uh, in one of the, the teams over the over the, the many games. But yeah, I mean, as a rare, I mean, obviously mm-hmm. the famous Jimmy Glass one for Carlisle was is, is always going to be brought because it, it saved them from relegation. Um, so that that was the most momentous one. But yeah, the. There's so many times I see goalkeepers going up and I think, what is the, point? the point? Send the fullback up, he's got more chance than let the goalie sit on the edge of the box. <laughs> but it's just one of those situations where it happens. I mean, and, the um, fam- they caught a big one here a couple of years ago with Xander Clark, but did that yeah. even go down it as did, his. Yeah, did, you did, thought it was going to but Kane it wasn't. Did someone actually, get a, a yeah. touch? Chris Kane, yeah. Chris yeah. Was the Hibs goalie that banged one in from his own box over the keeper's head a couple of seasons ago? Oh, Mark Oxley? No? Oh, yes, it was. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Um, so I've been a couple, I don't think I've seen one live I'd love to I must admit <laughs> But a good header by the way yeah. From Jamie Stedman oh, Who's not who's not that tall no, Despite a, being a goalkeeper a, An absolutely terrific finish By the lad mm-hmm. He's a brilliant header Let's hear from him He spoke to us after the show <laughs> On Saturday And uh, just trying to take it all in I think it's the second time I've been up in the, the opposition box In my life It's all a blur To be honest with you I got the signal for our goalie Coach Kenny to go up So I just Went up, no one was picking me up I sort of went to the back post, I don't know why And then just sort of arched my way around And the ball just, I just seen the ball coming to me And I don't really remember the rest Have you ever scored a goal in your life before? Not since primary school, no <laughs> A header? No, definitely no I absolutely hate heading in the ball I don't think I've ever done it in my life But aye, boys are saying it's the best header they've ever seen But I've just, I don't know what happened to so, so when the callers coming to you, what are you thinking? It was kind of like coming through the floodlights So I could barely even see it And I just remember I honestly don't remember much It's just a blur and then the fans are all on you as well. I just remember just a big smile coming on my face and just wheeling away. I don't even know what I what I'd done as a celebration. And then next thing I know, I was just at the bottom of a pile, just trying to keep myself safe. I was waiting for someone to stand on me or someone, but uh, I was just mental. I had everyone shouting in my face, and it was just one of those surreal moments in your life that you'll remember forever. Couldn't even mm. see it coming through the mm. floodlights. Come on, he needs to give himself a bit of credit. <laughs> Pretend he saw it all the way. The and he was, he, was out, he was out of the team for, for a, a, a period of the season. David Mitchell get back yep. in, you know, and, and started the season, I think, and Jamie Stane last year done really well. So, yeah, not only getting in the team, but saying to his gaffer, right, Ian, you're, you're not going to leave me out now because if. Uh, if, if you're needing a goal scorer in the last minute I'm your man and, and a big point for 
for the Jags as well. It's been sort of it's disappeared because of the the novelty factor of the goalkeeper scoring. But had Thistle mm-hmm. lost at Cove at the weekend, they really were beginning to lose touch with that mm-hmm. top four. That that was an important point for them. Absolutely. Thank you to Raymond and Greenock. By the way, he goes into the hat for those tickets earlier on. Even though he's a Morton fan, everyone goes in the hat. So thank you, uh, Raymond. It is 01419511025 to join him. Uh, and please do. You can email us if you want to hear your full time teaser used on the show. And that's what Dale Handley's done tonight. Can you name eight players that have been at Celtic who were either Israeli or from an Israeli club? So Beram Kayal, Leah Labada. And Hatem El Hamed, that's three. The only two I've got is as obvious ones near Beton and Ayobekovic. Okay, give me one guess, Roger. Oh, I guess. That's the only two I've got. Raymond gave you it. Ambrose. Effie Ambrose, well done. Right, we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls if you want to get involved next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Just before half time it's Brazil 4 South Korea 0 It could be more um, If anything they're getting complacent I know that's why they're here at Roger Hanna But the, the sort of showboating When it comes off is magnificent but they're now they're in full Harlem Globetrotter mode, and if they weren't, they might be even further ahead. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what they do now. Whether in the second half they take the foot off the pedal, they've got a big quarter final coming up against Croatia. They've already got two or three injuries in the squad. Gabriel Jesus is out for the tournament. A couple of left backs injured as well. So does the manager make four or five changes early in the second half, or do they only put the foot down and try and get more? I was thinking. Um, I mean, World Cup knowledge is not. A major strong suit of mine I was thinking What would be What are the biggest Knockout stage victories But of course Brazil were on the receiving end seven, of one seven one with Against Germany, Germany weren't they? <laughs> Did Portugal put Seven past North Korea In 2010 mm. I, think, I think certainly mm. some, but the I remember for, Germany Eight against Saudi Arabia But that strikes me As being a group stage game I think for Brazil It's one of those ones They might protect the players I know, I know maybe Neymar for instance But you know, he's, he's obviously just back from an injury, but he, when you start to showboat, no matter who you're playing, <laughs> people get frustrated, so you're likely to uh, invite a tackle, should we say. So, and that's when you can get injured. And, and obviously, I think it's in the Brazil DNA that they have to showboat, particularly when they're winning 4 nothing. Right. <laughs> Quite right, too. Zaire 9-0 defeat against Yugoslavia. Yeah, that, that, was, that, 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 that was a costly one. That was a group stage. That was a group stage as well. See... Brazil, I'm telling you, they're they're, mm. they're complacent now, Jim. Mm. That's another yeah. golden chance for the Charleston. Yeah. Yeah. Much easier than the one he missed. Yeah, uh, think, they scored. Sorry. Yeah, and also I think it nil nil. He just squares that and just is for a tap in for one of his teammates. But he's they, you know they're all they're all want to get you know themselves uh, you know one of the top goal scorers and enhance their own reputations. But yeah, listen, they've got the luxury of doing it because I mean <laughs> South Korea are just shell shocked. They they, they they they've gone completely. They need the, the half time whistle and they. They'll just come out the second half and just try and damage limitation, really. I've said before, I think it is, it's, I've made it fairly common knowledge that Mrs. Duncan could not know less about football if she tried, like just does not come across her radar at all. But she does have South Korea uh, in the sweepstake. I've just had some very insulting uh, words sent in. I, I don't know if she thinks this is some sort of shock or she was hoping for a different outcome. Um, I think this is what most people um, anticipated. Maybe not this easy, actually, because this is proper... Proper exhibition stuff Five minutes added At the end of that first half Which are Almost uh, Done So they, they would get Croatia then Wouldn't they Yeah, yeah. After mm-hmm. after this Well they will Let's be honest Even in this mad game There's not going to be A, a change here So mm-hmm. 
Barisic, Juranovic, rest up. Because you've got Neymar and Vinicius and yeah. whoever else coming at you. And they've just yeah, the full hundred. Rafinha. Yeah, they've just the full hundred and twenty minutes to get past Japan. So they'll certainly need to rest up if they're going to take on the Brazilians. And the Brazilians look as if they're the team to beat in this tournament. Mm. Uh, we're not that far away, of course, from the Premiership resuming a week on Thursday. Will be Rangers against Hibs, so we're not too far. We've been speaking about things to look forward to. Uh, for Rangers fans Or maybe I, I don't know if Looking forward to the right expression AGM Tomorrow When our hearts back from Spain That's what we really need to know After this Friendly match Got abandoned due to a Barney Roger <laughs> yeah. Hanna They must be back soon are they? Well yeah I think Eddie Hearn Will be meeting them off the plane <laughs> At Edinburgh Airport um, You see some of the On the next Fury Bill Yeah some of the shots That were thrown as they say Jim <laughs> um, Against Al Maria um, It was a Pretty decent win That knocked Alec Cochran in his backside, I think. Mm, I was going to say Alec Cochran. He starts it. He's a mm, he's a wee a nibble um, at the boy who then, well, puts him in his backside. Yeah. Basically, is it? Um, although it was, <laughs> it was one of the Hearts youngsters is the one that's caught the eye, wasn't it? Is it Aaron Dar- Darg? You call mm. him Darg? Is that how you say mm-hmm. Darg? He's he, he is. I don't I don't mm. think it was the first punch he's ever thrown. <laughs> put it that way. I mean, he's only nineteen. I saw people saying, "Get this boy signed up." Get, get this guy on a long term extension He mm. waded right in mm. um, Among players much older than him Where, where was Halliday? That's what we need to know let's cut, let's cut to the chase Where was Halliday? See this is the thing He's clearly there for a free holiday right? Mm. The guy's not even been playing the friendlies Because he's been He's nursing that injury isn't he The old Achilles mm-hmm. So he says He's got the hair mm. transplant no. as well So he's got he you can't know, head it anyway He's got one well, of those um, that, You're not allowed to head it So he's alright Yeah he's, he's got one of the wee, you know, the wee umbrella hats that you oh, get because right. <laughs> he wants a bit of sun on it, but just not too much. Just the old sort of miracle grow. I have um, to be honest with you, it's not the first time I've known that you know friendlies, pre-season friendlies and stuff like that. Is it not? Is it? No, no, no. There's been a couple. Of, uh, you know, I, I certainly know that I've been involved in a couple <laughs> over the years. That not me personally, but teams that I've been involved in having a. So why is yeah. that then? Because obviously the logic says it should be the complete opposite. Yeah, it's because of that, because the teams are, you know... Ah, they're, they take they're, exception, they're, yeah, right? Yeah, they're accepting... Well, wait a minute, this is a little friendly and somebody's when we have really bad tackle or somebody doesn't... I remember myself, you you know that you could be received from here, but I've, I've got a scar underneath my eye up here, and it was an, an elbow from, he's now a, 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 quite a well-known horse trainer, Mick Quinn, uh, who was an experienced player at that time and it was again it was a friendly match and just playing away next minute he's just absolutely done me with an elbow burst and uh, I was skinnier then so I had the high cheekbones <laughs> and uh, you know the, the, the just opened up and I bet and you took that well so don't worry about it correct I, I was like Bruce Lee for the next 20 minutes to try to attack him you know <laughs> so so I was going every, everything was going you know so and then and then there was a bit of a stramash and then there was a bit of a fight and then the teams come off the pitch and all sorts of things so yeah I mean there, there, there has been a few occasions over the years where friendlies don't don't turn into the, mm, the friendly, so friendly they should be yeah I must admit I'm well aware of my um, <laughs> responsibilities here as a professional broadcaster Roger Hanna mm. so I don't want to stray over the line too much but is the biggest lie ever told in football when these things are described as scenes that no one wants to see <laughs> I can't think of a bigger lie wants to see it. <laughs> given they're on the back page of all the newspapers this morning everybody wants scenes to that, see just rename, scenes that everyone wants to see absolutely uh, Shouldn't condone violence and all that sort of stuff uh, Anyway, hopefully the bosses aren't listening um, We've got Not long left actually And it is half time in that game Let's see if we can round off this teaser It was a good one tonight actually I liked it from Dale Handley This is the type of thing we're looking for But it can be about anything at all So get your thinking caps on Put a question together Send it to fulltime At clyde1.com 
And I'll do my best to use it on the show And catch the pundits out So Dale tonight wanted to know If you could name eight players who've been at Celtic Who were either Israeli Or have come from an Israeli club So Nir Biton Kayal Abada Elhamed Berkovic uh, They all of course represented Israel internationally I'm sure Effie Ambrose came from uh, an Israeli club I know that this I know that the Anarak in the corner Will mm. probably have them mm. But do you Jim Duffy? I, I, I've got something in the back of my mind But I can't remember It's a Chevron or Chazon Or something you know like that It's you're, not that close you, But I can you, see where you're, you're going You're thinking of Rami Gershon Gershon He's, Gershon. Half. He's thinking of Rami Gershon. Gershon He is indeed What did he play a couple so, of times so If you're lucky Is, is he is he's a, Israeli? He's Israeli, yeah. yeah Gershon Yes right, okay. What was that Roger? Neil Lennon era? First time, uh, yeah, would be coming in low and a vague recollection of yeah, maybe scoring it in Vermeer. Yeah, yeah, that's about all I can maybe remember. His only goal. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Right, one more. No, I'm toiling. No. I'm okay. out. Not Israeli. Yeah, signed from Israeli club. Yes. Hmm. Maccabi signed for this. So, what era are we talking? Yeah. Uh, quite recent. He would have been there under Ange Postecoglou. He's not there anymore. He played under Ange Postecoglou actually. At the start mm. Midfielder? Yes um, Oh that's a good one I like that mm. I, I, I don't feel so bad That Roger can't get it What do you call the <laughs> Film character That wears the wee black mask Across his eyes? Oh Ishmaela Soro Ishmaela Soro Not Zoro Soro Ishmaela Soro Well done Thank you Jim And Roger Thanks for all your calls Well done Graham and Paisley You've won the tickets uh, to that Celtic night We'll be in touch with you shortly So congratulations again Thanks for all your calls and tweets Gordon DL, Mark Wilson are here tomorrow And Callum Gallagher is up next